Hey, how's it going? Sam here from Humans Aren't Robots. Welcome to this special edition. We have got Craig Swan from South Start into the fishbowl tonight here at the Digital Noir headquarters to have a conversation about the upcoming event here in South Australia, which is South Start. Now, South Start is something we've been involved with for the last couple of years. And uh, it's been running longer than that, but it's been under Craig uh, and Danielle's vision for the, the last two, minus COVID. And it was a really, really great chat. I always enjoy talking with Craig. Um, he has a great vision of the future, I think. And his whole, I suppose, ethos around this event is getting people together in a really human way and in a way where real conversations can happen. So I think there's a misconception around well, not a misconception, but I think a lot of people think of conferences as these events, you know, where you rock up with a your lanyard and you sit passively and watch someone talk. That's definitely not what South Start's about and it's not what their vision has been about. It's really about how can we get interesting people that are doing creative, technical, visionary, you know, industrious jobs around Australia and, and further afield together in one place and, and get a melting pot happening and start having some conversations and kind of, you know, that, that sort of... Uh, that sort of reality check where we're ripping people outside of their outside of their bubble and, and maybe exposing them to new ideas or different concepts they hadn't seen before or that sort of yeah mishmash where two two worlds collide and something new comes out of it and that's what South Start's about it's a week long event there's one uh, day of sort of programming which is at the National Wine Centre which is going to be on Wednesday May the fifth so if you are listening to this uh, and you are in Australia then I highly recommend getting some tickets just Google South Start. There is also um, a bunch of dinners that are happening around the event and um, some workshops and a few other things. Go out and check the program. But yeah, I really, really recommend it. If you're that type of person that says, I don't go to conferences, then this is the perfect place for you to be because it's really more about a conversation. And I think that you'll hear Craig talking. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world at the moment that you know is really pertinent to the types of conversations that are going to be happening at South Start. And uh, there's a wave that's sort of looming up behind us all that it would be really good for you to be on. So uh, let's jump on that wave and go surfing. I have a great conversation with Craig. Let's uh, jump into him. And then at the end, I'll give you some more information about tickets. I'll hit record, but we can uh, we can just sort of find our way into the conversation. Let's make it real, man. It's good to see you again, though. Likewise. And thank you for the beer for everyone listening at home. No worries. I'm not Same having time. one, which is very strange for me, actually. But uh, it's been a big couple of big couple of months, so I'm taking a, a break for my uh, body's sake. Chasing dolphins? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big weekend, chasing dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful, though. It looked amazing. I thought it was somebody else's, and you were just reposting it. No, no, literally it was mine. So there's a, uh, over in the York Peninsula the other week, and... Yeah, the water was just literally transparent and had dolphins all around the boat. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the water was amazing. Yeah. There's so many places I've yet to be that it's just, it's almost Caribbean. Like, you're just like, this is kind of <laughs> very different for... There's also, I think, I think people don't realize, like, all these, all around SA, like, there's this little, I was in Robe that week as well, and there's little bays and spots that all just have their own character that you yeah. sort of, you know, you don't, you can go around one bend and it's just a completely different, different oh, feel. totally. Even here, just going to the peninsula, like, you know, whether you're Lungo or Lungo, like, oh, it just, yeah. you just pull off. It's a, uh, it's, I mean, it's an amazing thing to do. And I think a lot of, I don't know, maybe a lot of people don't do it as much as I think, but I go to these beaches with my family. And I'm like, there's not a lot of people here. Like, this is amazing. There's not. So no. I live at Maslin Beach. So yeah. And it's, we go there too. Yeah. It's, uh, you've got, obviously got the nudist part at one end, which is actually becoming much more popular again. That sort of seems to be a big uptake on that end. But, uh, the other end is like, because there's no, you can't drive on that beach. It's you know, middle of summer. There will be 20, 30 people on it. Yeah. It's like a pristine, perfect yeah. beach. It's amazing. If we're in like, you know, Italy or something, it would be... <laughs> we're very spoiled. <laughs> Five million people on the beach. We are very spoiled. But it's a good place to be, right? Good place to... Uh, with sport that we're actually able to put on a, you know, a conference of any type at all. Yeah. No, it's... Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, listen, it's, um, it's interesting because, I mean, everyone's got family around the world, I'm sure, to some degree. But, you know, mine is much more immediate. And to have coming out of friends and, and networks that are just plagued by this stuff... For good or bad, it's um, it's been it's been an interesting time reflecting on even the way that we just curate this because it's like, if you don't have those intimate connections with people that are really feeling it right now, 
you, you might lose a sense of hum- humanity. Because, I mean, I remember the time when, you know, people here were just complaining about, what do you mean we can't stand up and drink? And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you, you obviously aren't in touch with the, you know. So um, I think I think even when we look at what we're trying to do with the event, I think it's uh, how do we really bring that humanity aspect into it? Because it's, uh, it's important right now. Because I think if you're not in touch with what's going on, um, it affects your worldview. Yeah, and and literally being grateful for the fact that that you know it's possible to have those conversations because you know, being able to stand across from someone at a you know at a, at a bar or at a restaurant or in, a, in an event because there's people in New York or in in London that are just fiending for that you know they <laughs> it's like that um I mean it's like a new tyranny of distance and I think it's yeah. um I mean I think about it a lot but it's um what's the word I'm looking for here. No, it'll come back to me. <laughs> it's deep. It's it's um. Yeah, this is deep. <laughs> I don't want to go there yet. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But I suppose I mean looping back around to what your vision's always been for like for this event, it it has been about bringing people together in a in a human way and in a natural way, Absolutely right? To, sure. to try and take out the this preconceived notion of what a what a conference is or what a networking event is, and and strip back that kind of the the false kind of smoothing layer of it or the um you know corporate layer or whatever you want to call it and just try and make it a way for people to bump into each other and have a conversation the interesting thing is is providing people with i think a a different perspective that you normally wouldn't get in an insular world and i think coming here and and and, in broad strokes certainly there's certainly an element of just people are cocooned in a certain type of lifestyle or a certain thing and and it's not the kind of same cross-pollination But you can't have that cross-pollination if, if you don't sort of break down a lot of those barriers that come with culture and society and all these things that everyone grows up with. So I think, yeah, we've always tried to, to make it a very human thing. And hospitality is the way to do it. I mean, yeah. you know, you break bread, you bend elbows, uh, good food, good wine, and good people. It's, it's a pretty simple recipe. Um, and not everyone gets it, but certainly from the last few years that we've been able to do it, to see the impact and the relationships and, like, and the crazy outcomes. Like, you know... The KPIs for an event like this, you, they're invisible, they're intangible, right? You can't, they're long term. This is a slow burn that we're doing. So it's been nice over even just the course of, you know, a little over two years, seeing the impact of some of those relationships that have grown. I mean, people that were in the same city that didn't even know each other doing the same thing. And, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing to see. And um, uh, I think you have to break it down with that, that, the human aspect, though. It's, it's, it, that, that's what we've always strived for. And I think, luckily, I think we're seen as, as that authentic sort of human experience that, that helps. We don't do anything. We just we stand back. That's, that's the joy. You've you got to bring someone to the table. It's just we kind of create the, the catalyst for the conversation, and then you spend a few days hanging out with people, you know, sharing and connecting those dots together. But provide the hospitality as well, right, and that sort of warm welcome and, 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 and put in the, the right sort of ingredients in place to allow those actual natural conversations to happen. Reduce the human friction, right? Yeah. It, you don't doesn't always require you know liquid lubrication either. Like, I mean, there's, it's it's more a comfort level, and I think um, it's not easy to do. Listen, a, especially when you're dealing with you know stuff that is so deep tech and a lot of um, you've got a lot of introverts too that you want to bring into the conversation because their perspective is huge. Like yeah. the people that can really talk to us about decentralization and what is happening and what blockchain really means, and it's not Bitcoin and how things are going to happen very quickly. And there's going to be an empowerment struggle. All these things are things that these people live and breathe. But they're not the ones that are hanging out after work at the pubs generally. Right. Um, so if we can find ways to bring those voices into the conversation, it stimulates everyone that's on the top of the surface, you know, working through this stuff. So that's to me is the exciting part is these, these weird, um, eclectic, um, experiential connections that just spark an idea. Because um, I think everyone's in an echo chamber. I mean, we've been built to, to thrive inside of one. You know, that's what, that's what digital media has done to us. So I think the ability to break that down um, is where we really come back to being uh, human and understanding, you know, what the opportunities really are. I'd love to come back to talk about the decentralization and maybe how we have that conversation. But I suppose just for the people that, that aren't aware of South Start, I sort of don't, you know, don't know what we're talking about now. So um, just, just broadly, um, I mean, what, what, is that, what is South Start and what, what can people expect? Certainly. So, I mean, South Start at its heart is nothing more than a bringing together of curious, creative, uh, chaotic individuals that are kind of stumbling through this world, trying to change the future in some way. And when you're doing that, a lot of the time you're not connected because you're you're in it. You're just you're trying to. It's all you're, you're eating and breathing and sleeping the stuff. So it's an opportunity to kind of break out of what you've been doing, 
to take a break, to take a, a step back, breathe, and share your stories, your experiences, your ideas, your challenges, finding that peer network that can help um, support you, help connect you, be inspired. It's, it's really just a gathering of, of human people that are trying to do, you know, do incredible things because um, we don't get the chance to do that. We're just so often just, just nose to the grind, like busting it out, and we need to have that kind of reflection point. So it offers, you know, once a year we can come together, put everything aside, and just 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 soak in the human brilliance. And and to actually do that. So that doesn't tell you anything about the format or what you So we've got, you know, two days and four full streams of dynamic content with a blow your mind. Um, so there's certainly uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, but as I was saying earlier, I think, you know, one of the things that we we've done this year, which we've we've been building on, is this idea of bringing in these different networks. So we have this youth summit that's targeted at, at, at youth to discuss impact and entrepreneurship because there's a big disconnect for people that love uh, uh, planet and people to understand how does that turn into a business or a startup or change the things that really matter. So we're trying to piece some of those together, but led by young minds that are doing it so that you're not being talking down to, but you have an opportunity to, to really connect. And we're fortunate to have that's already been sold out and we're streaming that to about two and a half thousand kids. Getting, just getting the message out there, bring a national sort of uh, ecosystem innovation leaders across the country to kind of get together. Because for people that, like, as you know, like are in the, in the middle of it trying to, you know, uh, affect change and are in the trenches, there's very little ROI for a lot of the effort for the people that are building community. And I think we want to try to, you know, honor and celebrate those people by bringing them together and share with like minds to realize that you're not alone in this thing. And of course, we have this massive um, sort of summit with Innovation Bay and, and, and their Aurora program to bring, you know, just dozens and dozens of top general partners and, and, and VC community from around the country coming down to join us. So now you've got, like, you've got youth, you've got the sort of innovation, sort of real core group of people, you've got investment people, you've got people in the creative industries coming together. That's when the real um, fireworks go off. So it's really about just curating those conversations. And it's really like... Let's talk to someone that's leading uh, AI or someone that's leading clean tech or, or, or energy and, and talk about what the future is. They're in it so they can say, this is what's happening. Like, let me give you some snapshots. Let me give you an understanding of what it's like in this world, where it's going, what it's going to converge with. So you're kind of planting seeds in an audience of people that are sort of enraptured by hearing about this stuff. So you can start saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I heard about what's happening with AI here and the, this is happening here and, and the ethics side or whatever it is. And we kind of deliberately kind of break the program down into having these different streams so you can't all see the same content. So there's nothing better than breaking out for, for drinks and dinner afterwards and someone says, oh my God, did you see that talk? And yeah. it's like, no, man, I was here. And then, and then those two ideas might have some idea sex and people are you know, riffing on it. And so that is at the core what I think um, we try to do and, and, and try to capitalize and, and, and create this environment that, that does that. But we can't, we can't do anything other than invite the right people, curate it. That's why we always go to the supper party analogy. It's like, how do you do a supper party? You invite an amazing group of eclectic, interesting people, there's the, the spread, you guys just go at it and you just sort of step back. And I think that's part of the magic of what we see unfold every year. And I think, so you've obviously got, you know, all these wonderful people and minds coming together to, to be a part of the event, you know, talking and part of the summits. But then for the you know, punters that are just coming along to actually watch, I, I feel like this type of event, you're much more a part of the conversation as opposed to just having a keynote where you just, you know, you, you hear something delivered and then you walk away. Like there is that kind of convergence of conversations that you feel like you're actually you know, you might have two people starting conversations that have never met each other before, that have, you know, met someone from AI, someone from ag tech perhaps, right? But they, they, you sort of feel involved in that conversation. It's, it's much more of kind of a, you're in the thick of it as opposed to just sort of passive watching. Yeah, well, I think everyone's got a contribution to make. Everyone's, everything is, like, the world is happening so fast and there's so much convergence that there's so much opportunity for people that you would never think that you would have any similarity to from an industry perspective or but it's so the same. Or two, you know, marketing people from different companies are connecting and talking. It, it, it's about breaking down those barriers to have those conversations, but be inspired by um, these unique sort of insights from like really interesting people that will really <laughs> drop some bombs on, on people. And it's up for everyone. I think, especially life now, it's like we're living in a world where people more and more are not going to be taking jobs. They're going to be making them, right? Mm -hmm. So to do that, you need to really understand the broad strokes of what's going on in technology, in culture, in all these things. If you don't, what is the chance of doing that? And I think if our, to talk about what we would really aspire to is to try to become an event where we help the country have a better alignment between policy, behind investment, behind young people, what they're thinking. Because if those things become more and more aligned, and there's maybe a, a broad nor northern light for everyone to follow, mm. 
that that to me is interesting. I'm in Australia. We're on the Corona coaster. I don't know when I'm getting out of here. You know what I mean? So uh, I can't help but think about how great things can be here. But to do that, you have to kind of bring a lot of these people together that don't normally get the chance to. And there is, I mean, coming back to sort of that conversation around, you know, what what our future actually looks like. I think we are in a, a really interesting position at the moment where there is this brave new world of sort of decentralization and, and so much interesting things happening. But then we've still got this old world, you know, of a lot of the policymakers and sort of the, you know, this, this traditional kind of you know, politics and media and these things that still exist, this framework on top of this exciting thing that's bubbling underneath. And a lot of people aren't even really aware of what's actually happening there. And, and when <laughs> when it does bubble up, it's going to be kind of, whoa, where did this come from? Well, I mean, when you live in an exponential age, I mean, unless you, I mean, it's almost impossible to comprehend that. I mean, we're living in a time where uh, biologically we, we can't evolve at the rate of technology. And that that's a huge disconnect. And, yeah. you know, if, if I were to get personal on that, I would, I would look at, you know, are people being made uh, more connected and more educated and more informed? I would say no. I'd say that, that globally right. there's, you know, whatever, whether it's intentional or not, it doesn't matter to me, but the, the tools and the way that they're being used and the way that, um, you know, someone with, with no talent can have, you know, a couple hundred followers on Instagram and, and someone that just eats food and live streams at like a disgusting slob for 30 minutes can have millions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just a reality and like we have to deal with that. And I think uh, I'm concerned on that level and hard. And even when you look at Australia, you know, originally I thought, geez, you know, we're kind of the canary in the coal mine, you know, with, with climate and the fires last year and, and, and now coming out of COVID, like almost untouched. This is like COVID light, if not almost COVID free, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, we're going to, we have this opportunity to lead the world in terms of what it's like post COVID. But the more and more, I, I've got a fear that are we going to become like, all right, we're living like, you know, 2019 and like get a taste of the past and it turns into some tourist destination where it's like experience what life used to be like when we all live simple lives with no fear. Um, so it's, it's important that we have these conversations, which is why we're trying to program you know, not stuff about that directly, but the, the bigger themes that are going on and really the role that we have. I mean, I mean, especially for me that someone's spent most of my life in North America coming here, the, the concept of China is very different. Yeah. Um, whether it's my view is different than an average Australian, but the exposure to it and the thinking about it and the geo sort of uh, political and proximity issues with Taiwan, there's all these things that are crazy topics that that you don't hear discussed enough, but will have serious impact in the next 20 years alongside these huge technological strides we're having. So, um, if anything, it's more than just having the opportunity for people to actually have some of those conversations with just interesting people that can provide real input, not just some echo chamber bullshit that you pick up and spew on. Yeah, and I think that by bringing this sort of eclectic group of, of minds together, that fostering some of these conversations, that just kind of fly, fly under the radar for, for a lot of people. Yeah, you- but I mean... It's about exposure, right? I mean, it's, it's, if, you're not, if, if your sort of eyes or blinders are on something, you, you won't be exposed to something. So, so let's, yeah, let's talk about not just blockchain, but let's talk about NFTs and what does that mean? And not just in, the, in like I'm selling clip art, but like what is this going to mean for the future gaming and for, for just digital assets in general? Like there's a lot of things that are happening and will happen over the next couple of years that I think a lot of people just aren't tapped into as much. And, and I think they're going to have an impact that's more exponential, like we're saying. I think we need to bubble those things up into our own personal zeitgeist to be able yeah. to, to make sure that we can get through that. I mean, we're living in a world where, you know, so much money has been printed. I mean, the inflation rate of what's going on and, and the ability to hold on to any kind of capital or, or value moving forward, that's a serious issue that, you know, even that's not being talked about. Like, right. I'm surprised no one's saying, like, geez, like, you know how much money's been printed? Like, there's a fallout from that stuff. Mm. Um, totally, as an aside from this, but that fallout affects business, it affects opportunities in business, it affects so many things that it's good to have that. It, I think it's good to, to feel, your, feel yourself and, and feed yourself with these kind of ideas in the way that you do whatever business that you're doing. Because yeah. it's, it's changing a psychology, like the, the world's psychology, that there's like behavior modification that is happening like, like exponentially as well. And that affects business. That affects the way you communicate and Definitely. solve problems. And, and so I think there's a lot of changes that we need to make that people aren't even thinking about making because they're just trying to survive and you can't blame them. But the real opportunity is going to say, where, where's the fallout from this? And how do we prepare for that? And how do we help people when they get to that point? It's so hard that we're in the thick of it too. And I think we don't, you know, we don't really realize, you know, how far we've come and, and, and what we have to do to maybe retrace or how we fix things that have happened in the last 10, 15 years. You know, that's just happened so, like you said, exponentially. Yeah. It's, uh, 
But it's it's fun, right? And like this conversation oh, need, need need to happen. Oh, I mean, selfishly, I mean, this is one of my favorite times of year, despite the crazy stress and the amount of work that you know gets into it. It's the opportunity to to, to break bread with four hundred people and be sitting in Golden Boy having this amazing food and, and having someone talk to me about quantum and what's happening in AI. Mm. I mean, for me, I, like I, I just it's just amazing to have that sort of delivered in this sort of raw experience. Um, yeah. So selfishly, it's it's. It's something that I, I hope that everyone gets the same out of it because, like, I just bake myself in it. And I think for people listening, like, everything that Craig's talking about is, is available, right? You can just buy a ticket and come along to these supper parties. Come, you know, it's, it's, it's there, you know. Yeah, and I guess that's the, that's the one thing that's very different because sometimes, it, it, you know, it's a scaling thing partly. But I think I've also come to learn and, and even through the last year, like, you know, we had these um, founder hikes and, and we've done yeah. a lot more intimate events that are more natural to what how people live here you know i mean this is that's the lifestyle so we have a lot of founder dinners and founder hikes and that's just stuff people like to do is go out for walks or um, have a great dinner and meet some new people so i think what we've done is open up that kind of experience much larger because generally it was you know obviously catering and and trying to host and do a great job with our, our guests and our speakers and all that kind of stuff and they certainly made a big part of that but for them not to get the chance to interact with the core community as much as, as we'd like yeah. um, was something that we really doubled down in now to really, I think we've got eight restaurants now wow. um, for the industry dinners. And, and again, that's that way where you, know, you come during the day and you, you're mixing and mingle with hundreds and hundreds of people, but you don't know where are my space nerds at like, or where are these people at? So the ability after all that to then get together and, and, and spend a couple hours or so just in a room that's dedicated on ag tech or space or impact or creative industries allows those people to connect where you may have only found a couple randomly during the day. And I think that's where seeing that really be accepted and, and, and growing a much larger in the program this year, I'm really excited to see how that unfolds. Yeah, that's crazy. Eight, eight restaurants involved. And at the National Wine Center this year, which is, I think, a really great venue too. It's funny. We've moved around every year, so we don't really have a home. Yeah. We're kind of these, these, these vagrant vagabonds. I like that, though. I, I do, too. I and I, I think, um, you know, the first year we were at Town Hall and tried to do that a little bit differently than normal. And I think that was a great way to formally kind of come back into it. You know, the convention center was more, you know, an attempt to, to, to reach more people and grow a little bit. Um, but obviously, as great as a venue it is, it's, it's a sterile aspect. And we tried to change that by importing all these bloody plants and all these teepees and tents and all this stuff to kind of give it a human feel. But I think you're right, the National Wine Center, because I never really got to walk through it empty and really experience it. The fact that it's just a little bit out of the city, so it's yeah. it, it, the likelihood someone's like, oh, I'm just going to run out of town hall and run into a meeting and run to the office. Like, no, nah, man, like, no. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the other thing, too, like, you know, we, we never really serve food anything. So, like, now, you know, all, all, it's all fully catered, lunch, everything, drinks. So, so people here like that, and that's a sell. And it, but it's also, it takes away all that, and that friction. So I think um, owning that place in terms of just residing there for a couple of days and it's, man, the walk to the park, you know, yes, to dinner, we get to do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a great way to connect with nature, to connect with each other. And it's, it's a bit off the, off the path to, to encourage people to stay there. And it's, it's, man, it's a beautiful venue. So it's a great courtyard, you know, just be able to put some music out there and ways for people just to hang out and chill and um, I'm really excited by the idea that we kind of, it's like we have a home for, like we have a residence for two days. Mm-hmm. Everything else didn't really feel like a residence. We were tenants. Yeah, sure. This feels like, okay, we have a residency. So um, I have really good feelings about it and, and maybe it becomes a home. Maybe we, we become vagabonds and keep moving on and on and, <laughs> and go more and more to the hills or, or, or go do crazy stuff, yeah, which maybe. is something we've always wanted to do. But yeah, I think it's a, it's going to be an interesting venue for the intimacy because... It is intimate. I was about to say that. that I think that, that's what you get going in there. And it's, it's beautiful architecturally as well. And I think, I think, you know, when we had to sort of, you know, this is our third stopgap going into like doing an event. We were supposed to be in November, then we were supposed to be in February. And so like we've had to kind of go through and jump through the hoops a few times. And I think um, the ability to, 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 to create a home that also caters to that more intimate audience because, you know, with restrictions and everything going on, even if you wanted the convention center, that was just a crazy thought saying we're going to, you know, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. So knowing that it's smaller, so everyone listening, get your tickets because there's not, you know, so many people that can come to this thing. It, it's, uh, it's a much more curated progress. And, and the people that don't put their hands up to go right away, maybe the one's not meant to come, right? So the people that, that, that kind of get this idea and no one wants to force people to go, you got to come, you got to come. It's like either you think this would be a good thing and you, you kind of get the vibe or you don't. But, you know, the more people that get the vibe that come here, then the greater the value is because everyone brings their own value to it. It's like I kind of use that analogy, like, you know, what are you going to bring to the table? Like we're all coming dinner like people are expecting good stuff what are you bringing yeah. um and i think right, right. I, I think any experience is what you bring to it in life right so i think 
Uh, I think that ability to, to cater to that smaller, intimate group will only strengthen those kind of pathways and bonds and, and true, authentic relationships. Has the feedback from the sort of the wider South Star community, so the people that have come over in the last two years, been good Australia wide? Like, are people excited to you know one actually have things that are back on, but two sort of come back down to Adelaide? Well, I guess one indicator is a lot of the the, the guests and people that we've invited to participate. There's been a, a tremendous number of people like, right, come with my partner, and right. like we're, we're coming in to do this thing. And I think that's part of the, like missing that human interaction yeah. on scale. Like this is a bit more scaled up. I mean, it's crazy to think like, you know, if we were to live stream this 400 person dinner, you know, throughout Africa and Golden Boy to the world, there'd be people that'd be losing their shit. Like, what <laughs> you guys are doing that? Like everyone's just like not doing masks and stuff. Um, and you know, who knows what'll happen come the day because we've gone through this before. But yeah, I, I think that's the exciting part. So I think. And, and with by bringing all these different groups, tons of interstates. So it's going to be a, like a fresh group of people that we don't get to normally interact with. So we're going to get a chance to really connect with people that are here that we haven't had a chance to because we've all been busting away and, and siloed off, you know, isolated, doing their work at home or what have you. Um, but that plus all these other people coming in, to me, is the really exciting part because like, I think like, we all miss it. On, like that, I know I do, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that's when people... I mean, it may even be very overwhelming to be mm. in that much human, like, whoa, like... <laughs> This is crazy. Like, I feel like I'm a schizophrenic. Like, there's too much. I mean, I mean, I think about Energy, that because yeah. it, 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 there's going to be some intense moments of a lot of stuff going on, and we're trying to program stuff that's a bit more um, visceral and, and whatever. So, okay. Um, but that's that's the fun. That's the that's that's the point of the point of living. That's what we're trying to do, right? I know, I know. You know, a big part of this is just the you know the pandemic and the situation we're in. But I love the the idea of you know speakers or people who are involved bringing their partner over and, and having it be more of kind of that warm family kind of feel as opposed to, yeah, you know, fly down to Adelaide for a day to talk and then you know, jet back to Sydney or whatever it might be. Like actually coming for a couple of days, enjoying it. Because that, that's definitely the hospitality element that you've been trying to bake into this from the start is, and the people that have come from overseas or interstate have, you know, we've seen them running on the beach at Wollonga just kind of <laughs> like, you know, just with, you know, dreamy eyes like you know this yeah. is what are we doing this is amazing and, and, yeah. and walking away from it with this whole experience they didn't they didn't expect to come with so i think yeah. that, that's a really nice element yeah for sure and it's just it's natural so i mean again it comes down to like how do we not create more work for ourselves by putting together an event by just just thinking about the quality from the beginning like what do we want to have here and making sure that filters on there and if i think this will be a very different year in terms of um the way it unfolds i mean i think there's less um, a lot of work has gone into bringing everything together, but I think there's a, we've done this long enough that I think there's a, a unfolding aspect that we just trust to have happen that we're not going to, there's nothing forced here. Don't force it. No, not at all. Let it play out the way it plays out. Completely. Is there any, um, any sort of change in focus around like the type of types of conversations, types of people that are coming or is it similar to what we've sort of expected the last couple of years or? Well, it's interesting because I mean, um, for me, it's always trying to bring in the different uh, aspects of community, right? There's a big business community here that, that is, I think, you know, we inherited this, right? So I think it came with a little bit of a identification of it being a startup event. And startups are great, but to be honest, you know, we're still very young and nascent here. And, and a lot of the amazing stuff that's happening here isn't, isn't necessarily startup related. I mean, I mean, we have some of the biggest energy, you know, projects in the world that are happening here, like insane stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't even think a lot of people are aware of that. So even when, when we announced that, that Robin um, Denholm from, from Tesla was coming, yeah. I think there's a, a big part of the audience here in Adelaide were like, oh, so what, well, it was a business event? Like what's going on? Uh, which was interesting to me. I, I mean, I didn't think about it at all. I thought like this is, this is an amazing conversation that we should have about, if we're gonna talk about what's Australia's superpower, I mean, renewables would have to be up there, clean tech would have to be up there, yeah. and to, to, to be just, just blessed to have chair of the company, you know, a resident and Australian that's here that can offer perspective, you know, being inside of two bellies of the beast, you know, and, and it, to, to be able to share that, that's just a rare thing to hear. But again, that's just in conjunction with all the other types of conversations uh, that are going to lead around that. Um, I think maybe just to answer on your question, but... Um, I, no, but that's, I mean, that in and of itself, I think that conversation around energy and, and, and ag is something that we've, you know, have a big presence here, ag tech in Australia, that I think flies under a lot of people's radar as well. For sure. And so, you know, I think that we saw a lot of success last year in having that sort of ag tech stream that, that Michael Macalino did a great job curating and bringing some amazing... And it's really interesting, you know, we were going to put out this, this, this release because we went through all of our past speakers from the... the we've done two events, 
and just looked at, you know, when they showed up and then what's happened, you know, following that in terms of like the amount of investment that has gone into founders that have spoken. It's almost like we yeah, feel wow. like we're maybe the, we're lucky charm. It's like, <laughs> you know, we don't want to take any credit for it, but <laughs> it's certainly we're like, wow, like amazing things. So I feel like we've done a really good job of being on the, the, the prescient tip of some sure. of the stuff that's busting off and trying to get those people here to share what they're doing before it maybe becomes more common knowledge. Yeah. Um, but that's the exciting part. I mean, that's just, that's a curation thing, but I mean, it's uh, it's again. It sounds so trite, but that supper party thing. You know, bring. I, I got this amazing. You know, guy doing this VR stuff, and this person's like, you get bringing you blockchain, and this person's bringing you. You know, this crazy AI stuff, and it's like, those people together. Like, you could just sit and just let them just talk yeah. at the table, and you just gotta <laughs> listen like a fly on the wall. And that's like, that's more value than anything you could you know shove into a conference program. Which like, I think we talked about earlier. It's like we we we've never really used the word conference. Yeah. Last year we call it the convergence. This year we're calling it the conversation. It's just because that conference has come with the stigma of it, like, right, I'm gonna do the thing and I get my coffee and I do, you know, check my email. It's like, no, like, you know, yeah. it's like that's we were playing with the idea of like, will there be any screens at all? Okay. Because you know, are they needed? I mean, you know, uh, and people maybe feel more awkward if they pull their screen out. I mean, yeah, this is part of the problem, mm. right? I mean, I mean, if you want to get down that rabbit hole, it's like you know, people really have to think about how they're interacting with these technologies and with themselves and. Uh, it's a conversation that maybe is difficult and often isn't brought to light, but you know, I hope some of these themes co- come to the surface because I think we have to address them. It is an interesting feeling. I've, I've been there, like standing at the front of a crowd and, and looking back at, you know, well, I haven't spoken to 400, but 100 people with lanyards on just staring at their laptops or their phones, right? Mm-hmm. When you're sort of sitting there, you know, giving something and everyone's sort of looking down at a screen. It's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strange world. Well, it's, it's, I mean, that's terrible. I mean, yeah. Who wants to do that? <laughs> I mean, and, and but the same thing. You, you go out for dinner and you look at families that are doing that every night. Yeah. And like again, that's a we all have families. You know, in some way, we are a child or we're a parent. You, you can't get around one, being one of those things. But that's a, a reality. And I think it's it's I, I want to see these conversations happen. I want us to you know, and they're not pushed on people that aren't programmed in there, but I think we all feel this, we're all being exposed to this world, we're all dealing with these things, and I hope that those become some of the conversations that we can just naturally have as, as humans coming together, as, as mothers, as fathers, as, as, as children, um, sharing those things as much as anything else. I mean, it's, it's so important, and uh, I don't want to take it too much off, you know, the whole thing about being a startup event, but those different types of people and bringing in those different types of voices that can speak to someone that is totally just head down, kill themselves in business. Let's hear a different voice about what is happiness and, and is time worth more than money. Like, just talk about it, right? It's just something to think about. Um, it's an important component, though, as well. And I think if we're, if it's all just about the hustle and about you know the, that sort of you know, entrepreneurship kind of vibe, then it, there's a lot missing from that. Yeah, I mean, and just bring some 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 local business. I mean, bring in Sage and mm, and and, cool. and Red Arc and Amplify Intelligence. Doing and, incredible stuff. And maybe everyone's not aware of it, but it's also there are people aware of it. But like they have stories to tell around business and how they're growing and how they're yeah. innovating. And so I think you know that's also been trying to bring a bit of that sign, in there. Sign as well. And that signs really. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, how cool is that? A huge success here, and a lot of people may not even be familiar with that. Yeah. And I think having those discussions to be more aware that it's going on. Being able to tell those stories, I think, are important for us to, to realize that we have a presence inside of a, a larger national sort of voice that's here. Um, but also, you know, if you think about companies like a, like a Red Arc or a Sage, you wouldn't think of startup. No. Not in the way that the, the world that we live in, right? And I think but the important thing is that there's innovation there. There's leadership there. There's, 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 there's a lot of stuff that can be learned. But everyone that is familiar with those things, if we can use some of those voices and more familiar um, businesses or industries that people might be aligned with to come to hear that, oh, wow, great. Well, they get exposed to this crazy other stuff that we're going to show them while they're there. Yeah. And I think that's – and I think – if people can just experience that, I know generally what happens is you get kind of that, that, that crazy burnout after the event, but there's people like, okay, when's the next one? Like there's a bit of like, and you know, so if we can instill that into a wider swath of the community here, I think it only helps. I mean, I think we need more MBAs hanging out with space nerds and technologists and, 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 and traditional business people and SMEs. There's a lot of innovation that, that, that's happening that if you're aware of it, there's more opportunities for growth and for, for partnering. Yeah. It's like you said before, like we, we all live in bubbles, but especially here in South Australia, like literally kind of being isolated. But and also, some, I think some of the business culture here that there hasn't been historically that you know big cross pollination across different industries. And, and 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 you're right, people just aren't aware of what's happening, right? Like right. They, they they don't they never heard of a red arc before, probably. 
But I think just it, it, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, I mean, yeah. by, by exposing some of the stuff, it, it allows you to think bigger. It allows you to think differently. It allows you to think about ways that you could interact or, with, with our own community. I mean, I there's a lot of stuff that I think the world shown us in the last year. That there, there is sort of this, this move to having to become local. I mean, certainly the digital transformation piece has been huge and, and, and global has been much more accessible, obviously. But deep down, the, the community aspect and looking after your own, and that's why we're doing so much hospitality stuff. The part's like trying to inject, you know, that business again, right? I mean, yeah. like, let's celebrate yeah, that and make sure that this bring people and, and, and feel it, but also give back to the local business. And so that's a big part of, you know, we don't, we don't talk about it a lot, but certainly it's gone into our thinking about, again, how do you also support the local community in, in some way? And I think after post-event, you want people to be still thinking about that in terms of business relationships. That's a big part of our personality here in Adelaide too, and, and, and really, you know, on, on a world scale and sort of underappreciated too. So to be able to expose that to some new people, I think is fantastic. And even local people that don't, you know, that don't get out to the places like Africola and Golden Boy and see, you know, what's on offer there. So Yeah. And, and, and you know, on that, it's funny because, you know, I've certainly seen, and I, I perhaps have a, a bit of a unique perspective just being an outsider that has come here. But, you know, when we brought in some of these amazing people that, that might be residing and based out on the East Coast and coming here, and they have such an amazing time yeah. and they're hanging out with a table of people that are Adelaideans and talking about like how amazing things are and whatever. You can kind of see people straighten up a bit like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, a little tiny bit of that validation seems to go a long way in terms of, you know, people that just are, are lost in a complacency of maybe not realizing how good we have it. And to hear people that we might be looking up to let us know like, hey, man, you guys got something pretty good going on here. Um, yeah. I think that's a that's a great part of the experience too by having that that sort of outside perspective coming in. Yeah, and it's exciting for me, like, you know, running a business, wanting to keep young people here and wanting to keep people sort of excited and you know passionate about like doing business in South Australia. But also, I think like how can we push the boundaries? Like what, what's next? So it's 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 nice having some of these established businesses have a presence, but then also you know them and and their employees to be exposed to all these other you know cool things that are happening in the world well i think i think a big part too is 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 that sort of mindset and culture piece where a lot of young people particularly might not be you know they think oh i'm not a startup i don't have an idea but it's like but that's not the most important piece you might be an amazing communicator or a marketing person or you're a technologist you're someone that could help someone that has a great idea not everyone has to have the great idea for them to be a part of something that's special so i think tapping yourself into the people that are trying to change the world, literally that are trying to build things that have never existed and to think maybe I can, I've got an amazing financial eye. I can maybe come in here and, and, and look at the, these models and numbers or I'm a great designer or I'm a great marketing person. There's all these opportunities because again, like we said earlier, you know, it's, we're living in a time where you're going to have to sort of make your jobs more and take them. So the opportunity to connect to opportunity and, and what's happening and find a place to help, um, create that opportunity i think that's a big part of what we try to do as well yeah i, I don't think I, I can't really think of many industries that can't you know can't leverage some creativity of listening to somebody else that has done something in a different way and bring that back into into their world like every, everything can be improved on it's interesting like coming back to that decentralization point you know, obviously you know crypto's in the news a lot at the moment but i've been speaking to a lot of people that have just gotten in just for the you know to make some cash but then been sucked into the sort of yeah, the, the story, but also this sort of, you know, this bigger story around decentralization and, and, and what it means and sort of, you know, you, you really get sucked into the, you know, the philosophical aspects of it and the ethical aspects of it and sort of, you know, it, there's a, a lot of potentially game-changing stuff here and heaps of applications for it just outside of currency as well. So it's it's an interesting space and it's interesting seeing people that, you know, got some like finance mates that, you know, otherwise would be fairly skeptical of some of these, you know, fairly kind of, you know, out there thinking futuristic kind of thinking but are really kind of getting involved in it and interested well listen i mean obviously dating myself but you know i was lucky enough to be a part of the early 90s when the web was a thing that people didn't even know about there was there's, it was black and white there was no images and to your point i mean i think the underappreciation for this sort of third wave that's happening right now with the web and what it's doing with the decentralization lens on it is, is I think, magnitudes larger than the impact of what the Internet had in terms of how we're going to connect as societies, as cultures, as governments, as uh, autonomous uh, individuals. And I think it's, that's going to happen really fast. And, and like you said, the people that go down the rabbit hole thinking, oh, I'm just going to buy some crypto and then realize what are people really building and what's the impact that's going to have and, and what is it going to do to traditional um, 
industries and institutional. It's massive, and I think it's important to know these things. Yeah, I mean, definitely. even even just to make sure that you're, you're you're putting your money maybe into a better investment for your family's sake. Yeah. Um, but really, also the impact that's going to have because I think there's, we're going to see the growth of opportunity unlike anything before in the next five to ten years. And if you're not aware of it, this, like I, I don't want I, I I'm like like a child again, like wanting to like I don't want to miss this wave because yeah, this same. wave is like it's like the tsunami you see that's coming, and you're like I just got to just if I take in all the data, you come <laughs> to South Star and you figure out where everything's kind of landing, what's converging, you can kind of paddle yourself out into that spot so that when that wave hits, you're prepped and you're ready. You know it's going to be a big fucking wave, yeah. And you're in the right spot and you're prepared to ride it. Um, that's that's coming for us as, as humanity, I think, and uh, in some small way to be able to sort of help you sort of navigate, you know, where you're going to you know, be floating in that big blue, uh, I think is an important thing. I think we've talked about this before, but how do you feel about, like, because, you know, those early days of the internet, and I was sort of on the cusp of it and, and didn't dive in that deep sort of, you know, early 90s, probably towards the late 90s, but there's a, I think there's a feeling in this sort of, this, this next wave of, of being closer to what, you know, we thought the internet could have been, you know, back then in the, in the mid-90s. And it's sort of, it has been co-opted, I suppose, in the last 10 years. And it's gone in a, in a, maybe in a strange direction as, it, as it's become you know, mainstream and, and sort of widespread. But there's, a, there's more of that community feeling in, in, in what's happening around blockchain and around sort of these decentralized platforms and projects. Like it, it, it takes back to that spirit, I think, of the early 90s. And I think it's, it, it, just listening to you say that, I'm, I'm thinking it. it it almost seems so obviously generational. I mean, the internet the internet was born from, you know, all the people that came out of counterculture, late 60s, 70s, that were, you know, dropping A's and, and, and thinking about the future in, in a way that really set a, a big path for what the, the core of what it should stand for, right? It maybe didn't get there. And it's really interesting that the, it, it's, a, it's the youth that's driving this next wave of, of DeFi and, and decentralization generally. Mm-hmm. And they're really almost like a generation removed, but they've been completely digital. See, that, that first generation was entirely, anal- entirely analog going into digital. And then people like ourselves kind of were like half analog, half digital. Yeah. And now we're in that full, we're, we're in that transition phase where the next one is like all digital thinkers and taken over. And we talk a lot about, um, even in Adelaide here, you know, you look at the way that, um, the, the difficulty of, of raising funds and there's so much money in the hills and it's, it's all, you know, we're from a, a land of extraction and mining. But if we can just put a new lens on that and say, okay, let's, let's still extract and mine, but what is it? Is it data? Is it, is it possibility? Like, you know, you can still use some of those analogies to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be that next generation that's going to just sort of have that foresight or understanding that will unlock sort of that capital to drive these industries, which is also a, a big missing piece, especially in, in a place here, because um, there's tons of opportunity, but you, there has to be a lot of uh, disparate pieces that are coming together, and certainly investment's a part of it. Yeah. Um, but I think I think a lot of this this Web3 stuff and everything that's happening is certainly being run by a generation that it's hard to keep up with. It, it's, it's interesting exciting. seeing, you know, growing and, and starting to feel that generational gap and how how big the gulf is and, and the, the gulf is probably you know bigger than it was you know from our generation or the generation before a mate sent me a video um uh for for experts talking about DeFi stuff it was like a, a group conversation all these kids are in there like i think 22 was probably the oldest they're all, they're all you know multi-millionaires you know like and, and super smart on the on the topic but it's you can imagine sort of a you know 50 year old business person you know watching that video being like yeah just, just disregarding it. Who, you know, who, are, who are these brats? You know, what do they know? And it's like these, this is it. This is these got these kids are, are, are in there running it. They, they, this is the next generation that's going to build things that you don't understand yet. But even today, I've had two separate conversations with with people that um, people in their family, you know, from age you know sixties to eighties, are have had the time now through the last year and have actually delved into this stuff yeah. and they're they're telling you about the rabbit hole so it's and now those same people were the ones that were maybe t- talking about you know 5g and coronavirus as well because <laughs> they didn't realize what reddit was and they get affected by memes but sure. at the same time it's been really interesting to see that generation above yeah all of a sudden kind of start getting it in a little way probably resentful that they're maybe they're late on it mm. but again it's like uh it's an awareness. It's a com- if you're not if you're not aware of what's going on, you, you can't understand the impact. And I think it's important. It doesn't mean that you have to adopt it and do it. No. But at the very least, just to really understand it. I mean, last year we we opened up and said, you know, anyone that was a senior could come in, and yeah, a few cool. people took up on it. That's great. And, you know, I don't know if we have the numbers to do it again, but it was it's that same idea. It's like there's there's tons of people that are curious. You got to stay curious. Hundred percent. And I think that's uh, that's so key now because you know we're in that exponential march. That's why it seems so fast for people like us. Like it's happening quick. It's like we kind of grew up midstream on that, but mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've just got that picture of sort of the wave in my head and it really does feel like, you know, I mean, the blockchain space, I've probably only really been, you know, the last two years sort of, you know, delving into it and probably in the last six months actually sort of, you know, going, shit, I actually need to catch up here and, and sort of understand this better, um, you know, more so on the, you know, what are these projects that are running and what, what actual sort of real world implications are they going to have? And, you know, how can, how can we get involved? Like what, what cool stuff can be happening here? But it, it does feel like a lot of sort of paddling, right? Like it's a, it's a yeah. lot to take in. I mean, I mean, I can't help but think just, just, just based on the kind of convergence of, of people coming in, like I, I hope to have a, a conversation about the idea, like, okay, uh, you know, blockchain's expensive. There's a huge uh, cost to this on, on sustainability. It's, 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 so, right, well, you start thinking, well, you, you, got, you, you got Tesla, the biggest company in the world that's producing batteries and energy, and if you're already using energy and you're pushing back to the grid, you could push that back to mining. I mean, the, I mean, it, I mean it's, maybe it's a crazy idea, but it's an interesting idea. It's like, you know, the, so these are the kind of conversations you hope just people just naturally have. Like, oh my, what, what would happen if all of a sudden that, that become this weird decentralized, you know, mining operation based on solar energy so you're using the power of the sun to drive commerce. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a crazy idea, but it's not crazy. I mean, I, I mean, to me, it's like, I can, why wouldn't that happen? And, and it, it seems like that could be a natural place you'd be in five years, but you know, you know, we'll find out in five years. But I think given the sort of uh, resource intensity of some of this mining for, for cryptocurrencies, I think the sustainability angle really, I think that's actually going to help propel it further forward just out of necessity, right? So, um, and we're in a unique place to be able to get in that conversation here in Australia. And maybe maybe it is just using the language around that. I mean, it's just, it is, I mean, even you think about what's happening with space and, and the idea of sovereignty and the importance of, of, of data acclimation, and, and even the fact that we can be tracing water levels off the Murray, there's all these things that could be done mm. through some of these technologies. You know, people think of space as space. Like, there's a real big disconnect. Like, I remember when I first got here, I was like, oh, you know, uh, Miriota and, and Flavia, it's all space. Like, yeah, it's part of the stack, but really it's IoT. And that's a bigger conversation, because if you don't, you'll never understand in space it'll be the aliens and the stars but uh, you know iot and, and that concept of everything being connected that's a that's a bigger conversation you should be understanding because that's going to impact so many different opportunities yeah. and i think it's um it's it's, it's making sure that the narrative because I, I think also in australia there's, there's there's not a lot of great work done in, in in a consistent narrative whether it's tall poppy or this or this or that it's just there's a sometimes a lack of, of narrative that, that could really inspire people so I think if, if some of that's woven through the conversations that are had, maybe people leave a little bit of that residue and that resin of like, right, that's an opportunity. You're right though, but some of it's just language though, isn't it? Like there's a, there's a disconnect between there's something like, you know, like, so, you know, fleet space or Miriota, like space is then interfacing with, you know, traditional farming or traditional agriculture, you know, on a, on a day-to-day Two level. Totally different things. Yeah, exactly. Although if you look way back to the, the dawn of civilization, understanding the yeah. way that the stars were <laughs> exactly. and the seasons and the cycle of nature was how you were able to grow, you know, so it's come full circle in this crazy weird way. But I think it's, um, you know, and again, the language, let's, let's, we're mining data, like, that's what's happening. Maybe there's a good way to do it. And what mine, what data should we mine? And how can that data that we do mine be amplified via AI? And how could that drive through automated systems and, and bring back advanced manufacturing? Like, why are we mining everything still, shipping it somewhere to create batteries yeah. to buy them again? I mean, we don't need to do that. I mean, I think in the world that we're living in, even the conversations around, we should be talking about supply chain. Like, if we're going to talk about sovereignty and supply chain and space industry, do we have the capabilities to, to have a full supply chain for space industry? I don't know. Maybe we should talk about it because it's it's great to talk about you know space and, and the broad terms. But if we don't understand the implications and the bigger pictures and bring in the people that are uh, tackling different pieces of those to, to to share those thoughts and maybe potentially solve them over a bottle of wine, um, that that's the exciting part. I think to see that stuff organically kind of develop. And it's, a lot of this stuff is is feels futuristic, but that future is just rushing at us so totally. fast. Totally, <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's crazy. I mean, um, but at the same time, I think to our the earlier conversation about are a lot of the youth or a lot of the people that, that could be inclined to be a part of that uh, revolution or evolution, are they disconnected? Are they sitting there on, on TikTok thinking that this is, that somehow I'm, I'm better served to try to, to make myself silly yeah. to, to, for what? I mean, people are confused. Young people are a little bit confused and you can't blame them because the systems could have, you know, sort of nurture them and embrace them. But I think if you don't have that juxtaposition of like, right, this is what's going on behind the system. This is what Skynet is. And like, this is, you know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's conversations. It's it's all about conversations and interesting people that are just poking and and provoking you, I think. I definitely think, um, I was just thinking about um, 
So uh, like lithium batteries and, and the, the technology around that, like I don't know if we have any, t- any capability in Australia around building them, but I know that I was listening the other day, I think there's something like 400 lithium uh, battery factories in, in China and well, at, at the moment, lithium is for the electric cars. Is that is that, is that what they are? Well, I mean, those type lithium of batteries ion, are yeah. used for a lot of stuff. But yeah. certainly, that'd be one use for sure. I mean, like the states have sort of two or something. So it's just like you know, if if, if we you know, Ford's talking about being fully electric fleet in sort of you know fifteen twenty years, but then all of the capacity for building the actual components is going to be offshore. Like it's, it's the, the, there are these actual great opportunities to bring back some of these components of you know, having the full supply chain here and, in Australia. And and a lot of that would revolve around advanced manufacturing. Yeah. Robotics, things that are just sort of evolutions of what has traditionally been a big part of the culture here. So I think, but unless everyone's like understanding the potential and understanding the investment and how we're going to commercialize that yeah. stuff along a supply chain, it'll never happen. And again, not like this event's going to solve that, no. but in, in some way, just bringing people that are trying to solve that or are a part of it, having an opportunity to connect with other people that might potentially be able to accelerate that. You know that that's a great thing, but it's a you know it's a microcosm, but it's a it's a spark, it's a conversation that's you know happening in Adelaide that otherwise wouldn't be. So it's it's exciting, and people should get along and get involved. Absolutely, sweet mate. Well, anything else you want to uh, you want to touch on? Just the the five G coronavirus stuff that we can get to the next one. No, man, it's um you know it's just super excited. Um, really uh, anxious, really to, to kind of just get just to get to that point where everyone just comes together and the thinking and execution is done, and we can just all get together as humans. And, and I mean, what we're doing, this is exactly what it is. I mean, you're having a sober month. I had a nice beer, but like the idea of just having a conversation like this, a good chinwag, you know, hanging out with someone that you respect and, and has interesting counterpoints to a good conversation. That, that, that's really what it's all about. So listen, if, if anyone that's listening to this is into that, you will have a very good time for a few days. And I would advise you to come along because you don't get a parade of this kind of people coming through Adelaide too often. No, you really don't. And, and haven't been lucky enough to be involved the last couple of years and, and sat there and, and been across the table at Africola listening to some of these conversations. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's special, actually. Like, it is pretty special. So I think that, I think, you know, definitely come along. And it's, it's racing up fast. So, Three weeks? Less than three weeks. It's less than three <laughs> less weeks. Less than three yeah. weeks now. <laughs> I should probably start counting in minutes is how I should probably be doing it. So I'm on top no, of it. But it's this. Adelaide, so you know, people will be... Uh, Buy your tickets at 84, yeah. everyone. <laughs> Freak <laughs> everyone out. That's the way we do things here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to being involved again. We'll be down and having Likewise. some conversations. And yeah, thanks so much for coming along, man. No, thanks for having me, Sam. Awesome. Pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much, Craig. That was uh, awesome chatting. We probably could have gone on for another couple of hours. Uh, and, and that's, I think, part of what his vision is and, and what South Start's all about is, you know, just freeform conversation and a media of minds and a media of like-minded souls and trying to, you know, foster something deeper than just conversations at the surface. We do live in a crazy time. And there's a lot happening around us and it's hard to keep up sometimes. So, you know, taking that couple of days out from your regular programming to yeah, like expose yourself to something new and potentially life-changing. And I've been the last couple of years and, and sat at some of these dinners and you know, some of the conversations that happen are just incredible. And there's some, if you're you know in the space where you're thinking about starting your own business or you run your own business or you want to change the business you're in or you want to look to a new venture, then like this is just a dose of inspiration that you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, in Australia for that matter. So highly recommend coming along. South Start, May 3rd to Thursday, May 6th. Google South Start. We will be there having some conversations and hope to see you there. All right, cheers, guys. Bye.